How to select a podcast name? Nine steps to making great podcast cover art. Well, thank you for listening to the Speaker Live Show. This is episode 78 for August 24th, 2016. This podcast is uh, here to help you create great shows, great podcasts, help you build an audience. My name is Rob Greenlee, and I'm the head of content at Spreaker and on the podcasting network, Door.fm. Our topic this week is how to select a podcast name. And our tip of the week is nine steps to making great podcast cover art. And we also have some listener feedback. Uh, with me again is Alex Exum, who's the host of the Exum Experience show on Spreaker. Welcome, Alex. Hey, Rob. How you doing? Doing fantastic. We stream this show live every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern from SpreakerLiveShow.com. And we are live right now, and we're um, jazzed and ready to uh, share some terrific podcast tips. This show can be heard in the Spreaker Podcast Radio app on Android and iOS, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and Radioline.com. And we also have our own Spreaker Live Show apps now. Alex, I don't know if you noticed that. We have our own app now in Android and iOS. Absolutely. Of course I know that. And I actually downloaded it while I was on Did uh, you now? vacation. Yeah, wow. because I saw the tweet go out. You had mentioned it on the last show, but I uh, actually went and downloaded it when you tweeted that out. And yeah, it's great to have because it's nice to have a, a special app just to your show, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, awesome. it's easier for yeah, it's easier for people to find. You can just say, hey, download the app, and it's right on their phone instead of having to uh, you know, use some other, other platform. Well, so, especially great. if you're wanting to, to catch every episode, you know, which uh, we, we always want to encourage our audience, um, it, it makes it really easy. You just pop the app open, and, uh, and it's right there. So, well, and, and instead yeah. of people always saying, how do I listen to you? You just say, well, go to my website and download the app. So I've got a link yep. to it and I put it on my Twitter. So, yeah, I hope encourage people to go download it. We've kind of, you know, I don't know. It's like we're moving on up. We have an app. I know. Look out. <laughs> well, it is a fairly common thing that you can get if you're a speaker podcaster. Uh, you can just go to the speaker store, select uh, that you want to create an app and go through the little wizard process that's there. Pretty straightforward. You are going to need to create a bunch of um, artwork for it uh, in various sizes. Uh, so keep that in mind. Um, as you go through that process, you'll probably have to, to go into your art program and start doing some custom sizing of your art. And, and hopefully you'll have some great artwork uh, based on you know some of the things we're going to talk about later in this show is uh, how to create some great cover art for your podcast and also name your podcast is the topic today as well. But Spreaker um, does have a website at Spreaker.com. We're on Twitter at Spreaker and that's with an R. Uh, you can reach me, Rob, at Spreaker.com. And I have a Twitter account, too, at Rob Greenley And Alex, uh, how can a listener find you? Yeah, I'm on Twitter at uh, Alex Exum, or I'm on Instagram as well. I'm trying to grow that. So uh, Instagram.com slash Alex Exum and AlexExum.com. You can always email me there, too. That's great. Well, we had some feedback uh, from last week's show, so I wanted cool. to, to share that on here. Is the X and Y show they posted on the Spreaker website, and this is in in response to last week's show, episode seventy seven, Keys to Grow a Podcast. They felt that there was lots of good points. One thing is for podcasters to never lose their confidence and keep plugging away. Like me, my show is in its baby stages, but I'm coming on. 
Encouraging words from the X and Y show. Well, it is an interesting <laughs> comment. You know, I think that yeah. the point that, that this podcaster made about keeping your confidence, I think, is, is an important point to realize. When you get behind the mic, uh, confidence is a big part of doing this and keeping focus. I don't know what's your thought on that. Yeah, absolutely. I think you get more confident the more shows you do. And like he said, you just got to keep going on because your confidence uh, grows as, as you continue. So Yeah, and that um, also kind of feeds the, the growth and the development of the of the audience and the shows as well. I mean, I think as you, over time, you have to really kind of keep building on that confidence in what you're doing uh, is really important. And we also got a comment from Gail Nobles uh, from the iOS app. It's nice to have listeners, but it's also good to know how well you're doing. Uh, you can get 60 views or listens uh, without anyone commenting or liking on your podcast. And it's interesting to know what uh, radio and podcasters aim for. So any thoughts on that, Alex? We always get so caught up in the numbers, and I think she's right. Um, I, you know, I, I find that you could have at least, you know, maybe one comment per hundred listens or views. And I'm just going from YouTube. I mean, if you think about it, that might be about accurate with this show as well, right? We might get two or 300 listens and get, you know, maybe two or three comments. So she's yeah. right. Just because people aren't commenting or liking or thumbs upping or thumbs downing, obviously they're listening because you can see the play count. So we do get bogged down in numbers and I, I, I think she's right. But, you know, it, it also is good to get feedback because then you know if you're on the right track. So Getting feedback is something that you need to ask for too and, right. and give easy pathways for people to engage, you know, like, like we did early in the show, give out your email address, make sure that that email address is easy for a person to remember or to write down quickly, but just give some pathways. You know, I'd like to, you know, at some point have in this show, like maybe a call-in number or something like that. And that may be something that I'll, I'll kind of post on, on here too. Is just like, you know, a phone number to call and leave a message or something like that. Well, and also, Rob, I think it's good to acknowledge the comments when you get them. That's one thing that you're good at doing that you've done with this show is that you acknowledge the comments. So I think that encourages other people to comment because they know that we're actually paying attention. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's important. I mean, I want to have engagement in the people that listen to this show, because this is really a show about coming up with uh, solutions uh, and in helping people make good decisions in this space. And uh, but I don't have all the answers, and and I know that there's that there's a lot of podcasters out there that have real world experience that can be shared here to help others as well. And because I haven't faced every situation, I've faced a lot of situations, but there's a lot of a lot of knowledge that exists out there would be great to share on this show. I should say before I move on, Gail, thank you so much for your comments. Yes, thanks, and Gail. the X Y show, the X Y show. Thank you for jumping in there. Certainly will uh, uh, mention you if you continue to comment and give us some feedback on, on the show. And you can certainly go to any number of places. Actually, you can do it in iTunes. You can do it in the speaker apps. Um, all over the place, uh, there's commenting abilities. It may be tough for me to see them all, but it may be best to to use a couple of key ones like the go to the Spreaker website. I believe our new app has a way to comment in there too. So you can send us in there and that goes to the Spreaker commenting system. And I will definitely see that. And we uh, both pretty much answer questions on Twitter. I mean, I can't remember a time yeah. where we didn't reply to somebody on Twitter. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm on Twitter all, all the time. And I know yeah. 
Spreaker also has a blog uh, if you want to keep up with what's going on with Spreaker and then just also learn um, about podcasting. It's a great place to go because we're constantly posting articles in there about tips to to improving your podcast or to optimizing your your show. And then we also post in there about Spreaker news. So if we have any updates to the platform, like here recently, we we announced like you know support for this music service that uh, podcasters can, can now use. That's the kind of thing that you'll find on the blog. So if you're a Spreaker user or not, it may be a good resource for you to keep up with. So I'm going to be speaking at the Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference in South Philadelphia, September 9th and 10th. So you're certainly welcome to attend that uh, conference if you happen to live up in the Northeast. I'm going to be doing some live streaming from the event, and but if you wanted to get more information on that, uh, if you have an interest in attending that that conference, go to podcastmidatlantic.com. That's podcastmidatlantic.com, and I'll have that that link in the show notes as well. So, uh, and then the other article that's in the the blog this week is the is one of the topics of the show, which is. Nine Steps to Making a Great Podcast Cover Art. So your promo art that you have that represents your show, what are the best things to think about or techniques to creating that? So we're going to run through that as a highlight, but then the, the article is up there on the blog at blog.spreaker.com. So you have all the show notes for that right there. So go check it out. But number one, follow the iTunes requirements for creating your, your cover art. Minimum size 1,400 by 1,400 pixels, a maximum size of 3,000 by 3,000 with a 72 DPI. It can be in a JPEG or PNG format, which I kind of recommend the JPEG format, which would be .jpg. PNGs can be okay, but uh, there's a whole bunch of different encoding formats that can go along with uh, PNGs uh, that may or may not work on various um, platforms. So... It's a, it's a little riskier, I believe, to be in the PNG side is my, my personal recommendation. Uh, it's safer to be in JPEG because I know everybody supports that. It's kind of like the difference between doing your audio in an M4A or a MP3, right? There's You're taking a risk when you kind of go outside of the, the norm to some degree. Alex, is there any experience that you've had with all those? Yeah. Now, I just want to say off the rip that to a lot of people, Rob, because we talk about this stuff all the time and a lot of podcasters kind of teach themselves some of this technical stuff. But the jargon that you just said, because this happened to me recently when I was talking on vacation, sounds like a bunch of gobbledygook (laughs) to to certain people. So they heard pixels. They heard JPEGs and, and PNG files and huh? You know, so, you know, to, to those people, it's, it sounds a lot more complicated than it is. I, I was talking to somebody about just some technical stuff and I, I went through some jargon that you and I would just, you know, in the podcasting or website building world, you would just, you'd know it all, right? You, you just know these phrases, Yeah. but some people just, you know, have used maybe the Spreaker app once or twice to record their voice and they're now getting ready to do a show and they just don't have the technical knowledge to do any of that stuff on Photoshop or just it's yeah. too complicated and they freak out and they say, I- I'm not going to do it. What I would suggest, there's plenty of things online where you can go and find image generators and things like that. But the one that I always recommend, because it's free, 
is Canva, C-A-N-V-A.com. And it will format, you can choose actually the dimensions, you know, it'll say album cover art, which is the one you want to select, which is the largest 14 by 1400 pixels. And it will basically use a template that you can use and then export it onto your desktop with a PNG file, a JPEG, or even a PDF. So it's not as intimidating as it sounds. That's all I, I just, before people get scared, because that's yeah. only number one. And they're like, whoa, <laughs> like, what did he just say? Because that happened to me recently. And I, I just, we rattle this stuff off all the time. And it sounds just like second nature to us, where some other people may be, well, how do I even start the file? Where do I go to generate it? Do I have to hire a professional? And yeah. you can, you can. And there's resources at Spreaker.com to do it. But if you're just starting out and you just need something usable, there's free resources as well online. So, Yeah, if you go to the Spreaker store, we do have a partnership with a company that um, I believe it's 99designs. Yes. You can submit a project to create your, your cover art for you and you basically give them some outlines of what you're looking for and they can create it for you. But I mean, Alex, you're exactly right. I mean, this stuff can be complicated to a a person that has never used a graphics application like a Photoshop or, or even paint on their windows machine, which Mm -hmm. you can create, which is a pretty simple program. But if you go in, you know, if you're a windows user, you can just go into your applications and uh, it's called paint and you just create a, create like a, like a canvas, it's basically a size that's in there, and then you just drop in whatever visual elements that you want, colors and textual elements that you can just add in there. But it might be better to talk to a graphic artist, so if you have a friend or somebody that can give you some advice and, and point you in the right direction or even help you create it, um, that would be my advice as well. I mean, it, it does get complicated, and these things are important. It's worth it that you spend a you know, some time to, to learn this stuff so you can make good decisions because it is a very important, there's a reason why this is part of our show is because this is one of the key ways that people discover your podcast. And it will, this will actually hold people up from launching or at least, you know, airing their podcast, even if they've recorded it because they're waiting on this. So if you have to go to the like 99 designs and just pay for the flipping thing, because it's better to like, it's better to just do it and have it than wait around and try and do it yourself. And I've, you know, I've done 20 or 30 different permeations of my own because I was doing it on my, uh, on my own dime, so to speak, because I have a little bit of knowledge in it, but yeah, you don't want it to hold you up. I don't even like to do it myself because I mean, I'm, I'm capable of, of working in some of these graphics programs, but I just don't have the, the graphics skills to really make something that really looks top rung. So, and, and most people don't. So it's best that you kind of work with somebody that can help you that does have those skills. And number two here is design it for scalability. So as you talk to that graphic artist, you need to make sure that they understand that um, the minimum size is 1400 by 1400 that you submit to iTunes. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, as many of the platforms will dynamically resize that image into all sorts of smaller images or smaller versions of that same 1400 by 1400. I mean, down to 600 by 600, 300 by 300, 125 by 125, 75 by 75 and 55 by 55, which is pretty small. So whatever you put in that graphic needs to um, have bold images and bold text and things like that. So it can be visible at those very small sizes. Um, So it's a, it's a unique challenge to creating this artwork. And, and and it really does kind of 
take a graphic artist to have the the skills to to make it work in all these different scenarios yeah and and there are like i said uh, you can do these things in photoshop and and things like uh, canva where you have to actually just tweak the dimensions you can do it it's possible to do but like you said um you got to make sure that you don't screw it up as you shrink them or blow them up because lord knows i've done it well because if you put too small of um text in the image uh that text just disappears at 75 by 75 you just can't see it those are things to to really think about and then the quality of the image is really important too it needs to be sharp and it needs to be of high quality in the first place because uh when you resize it get it smaller it's going to break apart really really fast so that's like the third point. The fourth one is keep it consistent with your brand. So if you have a, a logo or, or, or you have an idea of what your brand needs to represent, this artwork needs to be consistent with that, with your website and with your own personal brand that you have as well. So it can go the, the full spectrum, but keep it consistent as much as you can. Like we keep saying, this is a unique challenge to, to pull this off. But go to iTunes and just look at the top 200 or the top 100 podcasts. You can get a really quick snapshot of what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. But even there, you'll see just a huge spectrum of different ways of approaching this problem. You just need to pick what makes sense to you for what you're doing with your show. And it needs to be eye-catching, though. It needs to to pop out at somebody. It needs to have some color in there. It needs to have just a quality kind of presentation to it um, because that's what's going to catch somebody's attention when they're scrolling through a list of a a sea of podcast icons, which is oftentimes the case, yeah. right, Alex? Yeah, absolutely. And then, but you see some people who go a little over the top, and you can tell that they're trying to trying to stick out. I've seen people actually almost duplicate other popular covers of other podcasters. I won't name them, but yeah, you, you know who they are. And it's almost the exact same color schemes, the exact same kind of icons and it's 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 kind of funny to see i wouldn't do that i wouldn't recommend cloning somebody's look no probably not but uh keep it simple though is the bigger um kind of message here is it keep keep the visual images large keep the text uh, relatively large have color in there even real photographs like maybe a picture of you as the host you can also use cartoons type yeah things. i like the cartoon ones yeah. i've seen that a lot yeah. too the cartoons and cool. i think that's fine and i think that's okay the artwork somehow needs to navigate this world of communicating what the podcast is about i think that's the most important aspect what you're creating is this little kind of mini billboard right so as you think about uh, all these years you've been driving in the car and you're seeing bus boards and billboards and things like that that's kind of what you're creating here you're creating a big impression that a person can look at very quickly and get what it is that you're trying to communicate to them. It's almost like an advertisement. But another thing that that isn't covered in here in this outline that you need to keep in mind too, if you want to be featured in iTunes, you can't have any commercial messages in your artwork. You can't have any domain name addresses. You can't have any kind of call for actions uh, or anything like that. Also, iTunes will never feature you. Because they have this, and I think we've talked about this on. The we show talked in about the past. that recently. I think it was the yeah. last show, and I didn't yeah. even know that. I, yeah. That was a new one for me. So I'm glad yeah. I avoided that without knowing. But I mean, that's an easy mistake to make, right? Your website address. I mean, why yeah. not? Just don't want to do that. And there's really no reason to. If you have the domain, and that's that's one of the items here. If you have the domain, then it's not really necessary to have your .com in there. 
So if the name of your show is such 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 dot com, then you're pretty much covered. It's only a little bit of a challenge is if the name of your podcast is quite different than your domain name, then you have a little bit of a challenge there. Keep it as few words as possible, like like we've already, I think, covered here. And don't use more than two fonts. Keep the fonts simple. Bold is the key there. And avoid using overused type of graphics, you know, like RSS logo or the word podcast too much. I mean, it's okay to use the term podcast in my view, but I don't think you need to. Um, or a microphone yeah, or, or a mixing board. Yeah, exactly. Or, or yeah. gear or th- that type of thing that um, may represent your podcast, but maybe not represent the content of your show. So any other thoughts, Alex? Well, yeah, just on that one, I think that's a great tip because we already know it's a podcast, right? So you don't have to show us a microphone. We know you're going to be talking to a microphone. You don't need to show us a mixer. We know you're going to be using that. Or two people sitting across from each other with microphones in their face. Like, you know, there's some cliches that I think you can kind of leave out of it because nobody cares. Like, we already know it's a podcast. So, Well, I think we covered that. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, that's. I think that's about it. Uh, if you wanted to send me your cover art, I would be willing to look it over and give you some feedback on it. If you wanted to send it to Rob at Spreaker.com, I'd be more than happy to to check it out and give you some feedback. If you uh, you know want some help with it, uh, I'd be happy to to give you some thoughts on on the show. So really, if if you wanted to share that uh, with me, and I'll we can talk about it on the show too. Maybe we can do like a podcast art review program for our listeners. That'd be cool. Yeah, and we can display it on the on the website or whatever on our um, you know link to it in the show notes or something like that, and we can talk about it um, on some show in the future here. So or maybe even maybe run a contest, Rob. Ooh, and you could give away a Spreaker T-shirt to oh. whoever has the best artwork. I don't, I don't have any more T-shirts. I gave them all I, I, away. I know. I'm sitting here. I'm 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 on, <laughs> I'm making bets. You know, with the Spreaker checkbook here. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, honestly, I gave away all the T-shirts at Podcast Movement. So I bet. I bet. Well, I'm when all, you get a fresh batch, I'm all out. <laughs> so how about how about how about we will. Uh, uh, promote them. How's that? We t- we'll tweet them out and promote them. That's that's the contest. Yeah, there you go. Well, let's dive into how to name your podcast. I think that's a that's another good one that we hadn't covered on the show in depth uh, up up to this point. I think we blew over it. Maybe quick. it's a in tough an one. Old that's episode. A name of your show should be short and sweet. Single word names or short phrases are the most popular uh, ways to name a podcast these days. So, any thoughts on that, Alex? Yeah, I was going to say suggest to people that if you're having a tough time with it, ask your family and friends. That's how I got the name for my show. And I was just going to call it The Alex Exum Show, right? Uh, some people will do that. I mean, I guess we, we could have called uh, the Spreaker Live Show The Spreaker Show, right? Instead of The Spreaker Live Show. I don't know. Yeah. And sometimes you just go with the very upfront, basic, generic thing you can do when you first start off. Sometimes your friends and family have a great idea. And that's how I had the name, the Exum Experience, come to me. A friend suggested it. And he said, well, what about the Exum Experience? I said, well, I like the way it flows. He said, use it. That was it. And I kind of went with it because it's an, ex- you know, it's an experience. It's about my life. And you know, I talk about society, current events, things like that, the news. 
I, I think sometimes we all, you know, I, I don't know about you. Spreaker Live Show, I think, is kind of original, but it, you might have done the Rob Greenlee Show. A lot of people would just do their name or if it's like a, a sports. I've seen a lot of these sports uh, shows. You know, it'll be like if you like the San Diego Chargers, you know, the San Diego Charger fan podcast, some very generic stuff. And sometimes friends and family can, I don't know, give you other things that you would never thought of. That's just my suggestion. Well, and sometimes keeping it simple. Right, and keeping yeah. it very targeted towards what you're trying to do. If you're a, a show talking about the Seattle Seahawks, maybe it's the Seattle Seahawks podcast or something, you know, or whatever. Just sometimes th- there's some advantages to not being too cute, just getting to the point uh, of what the show is about. Um, longer names, I think, are okay, or name phrases are, are okay. They can drive important keyword search results in Google and in iTunes if you use keywords that are important for your genre too. So that's one advantage of using a more descriptive term as the name of your show. There, there's some advantages to that. I mean, some shows these days will just use kind of a referential, kind of an associated word to a concept that may be about your show. Like, Well, and, like, like for yeah. example, serial. Right. Serial is just a word that you wouldn't really associate with any. I mean, okay, you could say it's a series. Okay, I get that. But nobody nobody thought of serial as a podcast name until, you know, serial launched and became the most popular. Uh, So there's there's some quirky examples of where it's just kind of a, a unique name that has really nothing to do with podcasting or even radio. You know, serial and their logo is very simple. And yeah. nondescript, really, when you think about it, but everybody knows it. There's other examples, too. That yeah. You have people who have just their name in the title, right? And because they're famous or they have name brand recognition, that works for them. But I, I don't know if that works for everybody, you know, because not everybody has a a name that people would recognize with a certain industry. or, or you, you, you follow me? So I don't yeah. Know. That, no. So, for example, my name. Nobody really knows Exum, you know, but I thought Exum experience, people would kind of get the wordplay there. I, you know, but who knows? Who knows yeah. if it's, you know, if it works. <laughs> but it also needs to to fit on your cover art, too. So right, whatever true. name that you pick needs to be able to fit on that square artwork as well in a bold font. So well, here, I'll, I'll give you one. Yeah. We all know this one. I didn't mean to interrupt, but. Podcast on fire. It has the name in the the title, right? Podcast. We know it's a podcast, but the whole podcast on fire thing, I think it's a, a original name. And I think his branding and everything is done very well. John Lee Dumas. So, yeah. And it's good to have a name that's, and I know we've maybe talked about this a little bit in our conversation about artwork. It's good to have a title that tells what your podcast is about, if you can. And being very descriptive in that is helpful. And don't use words that can be easily misspelled or are confusing in verbal communications. I think the classic example is uh, using the word two or the number two or those kind of things are, are an example of that. So you don't want to use words in your title that um, the audience won't immediately know how to spell. And then also check um, Google and iTunes prior to picking your, your name just to see what your competition is. See what other shows out there are using that same title because oftentimes that there are quite a few shows that are using similar title. and you They might even have the exact same name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you may need to decide if... If there's enough of a difference between your show and that show to justify having the same name, 
um, maybe you don't even want to use that name because it's already been taken by a popular show. So, and then also the the last thing here is to check for the the availability of the domain name. That is an important thing too if you want to have a um, a, a website in support of your podcast, which I I highly recommend that you have like your your home base for your podcast that could be could be a website though people are using websites uh, less and less it seems as people uh, use apps more and more these days but I think it's good to have a home for your show that's um, that's even outside of any kind of hosting platform or anything or Spreaker or whatever I think it's important for a show to have their own their own website um, yeah because people you know you change hosting services or you know you you may even start a new show and how are you going to tell people about it if they're only going to the one uh, RSS feed or the one iTunes or Stitcher or wherever they consume it, the one platform. So I, I, I think it's critical that you have a website. Is there anything else on your mind? Because we're at the end of the show. Is no, I think that's thoughts? it, Rob. Good show. Okay. Well, we were uh, short to the point this week. Covered a lot of stuff. So I think it was... Always a good show. Thank you, sir. Thank you for listening to the Speaker Live show today. We'll be back next uh, Wednesday for another episode, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern at SpreakerLiveShow.com. And please give me some feedback and some comments, some thoughts, maybe topics for the show. I'd be more than happy to take your, your ideas and make them happen. Send that to Rob at Spreaker.com. And uh, just if you just want to post a comment in the, the comment area on, on Spreaker at SpreakerLiveShow.com, that'd be great. And be sure to go, go visit our blog at blog.spreaker.com to read that article, Nine Steps to Making Great Podcast Cover Art. So thanks for listening, and uh, we'll hopefully have you back listening next week. 